0: by the Saints for a touchdown! Each orion inside pass to everything Saints football. And the kick is good! We'll take you to places most fans never go. We'll watch from 60 to practice to the sideline to the locker room. Following every twist, turn, and touchdown of the Saints season. That is going to be a touchdown! Taysom Hill to Taysom TD welcome to inside black and gold and that is going to be a touchdown again and guess who mike thomas now here are your hosts steve Geller and jeff nowak oh, baby. and welcome into another episode of inside black and gold my name is jeff nowak wwl digital sports producer you can follow me on twitter at jeff underscore Nowak. i'm flying solo today because i am out in mobile for the senior bowl as i mentioned On our last episode steve geller is back in louisiana i am out here i just i don't know what i would say parked the car i didn't touch down because it didn't fly i drove out here it's it's about a two hour drive from new orleans but it's worth making the trip as we talked a lot about in the last episode the saints love to draft players from the senior bowl if you go back to 2000 they have drafted at least one player from the senior bowl in 21 of those draft classes in 16 of them they have drafted two or more So of these 125 players who were out here, there is a very, very good chance that the Saints will draft at least one of them. And so in the second segment, we're going to go through the three players that I'm looking at most closely and a few others who I'm going to keep a loose eye on because I went through and I identified them this morning. And it's largely based on the assistance that the Saints have who are directly involved in the coaching. We're also going to go through... latest with ryan nielsen leaving and what that means for the saints going forward but first i do have to go back if you listen to the last episode you probably remember me going on this pretty long rant about a one-star review that we got (laughs) i was interested to see how the reaction to that would be because i kind of half expected three or four or five more one-star reviews to come out of that because of me being a whiny baby but Wouldn't you know it, I looked this morning and we have three new reviews, all five stars. So first off, I would like to thank whoever it was that left those reviews. I appreciate it. I will always take five-star reviews. I would also love some some written feedback if you have any, but I'm not going to complain when I get a five-star review. But I do need to warn you, all you have done is encourage me to go on more principled rants about my perceived slights. So... I just do need to warn you, if you're going to continue to give me five stars every time I go off on a long, long whiny rant, man, are you in store for some trouble. But no, in all seriousness, thanks everyone who listens, thanks everyone who leaves a review because I can talk for hours and hours and hours and hours, but nothing helps me more than hearing from people who actually listen and, and have opinions because that's how you get better at things, right? So again, thanks everyone who listens and let's continue to go forward. So. The latest news in the Saints offseason, obviously, beside Sean Payton interviewing with the Cardinals, Ryan Nielsen has been hired by the Atlanta Falcons to be their new defensive coordinator. Now, Ryan Nielsen was never the Saints defensive coordinator. He was the Saints co-defensive coordinator. Ryan Nielsen coached the defensive line. Chris Richard coached the secondary. And neither of Chris Richard or Ryan Nielsen called the plays. That was Dennis Allen. It was this weird conglomerate of coaches, and I really didn't wasn't a fan of it. I would have preferred to have a more stable, more direct structure. I would have preferred to see Ryan Nielsen call the defensive plays, but whatever. The defense did pick it up the second half of the season. They played really well, so complaining about that feels a bit off target for what this team needs to be focusing on. But either way, I do think that going into the 2022 season, when you decided you were not going to make Ryan Nielsen the defensive coordinator and just leave Chris Fischardt as the secondary coach, you in effect guaranteed that Ryan Nielsen was going to be out of town this year. You did. You just did. You knew he was ready to go, right? Go back to 2021. He accepted the defensive coordinator job with LSU. He got talked out of it. He got given, I'm sure, a raise. We don't get the assistant coach salaries, but I would bet – He got a pretty significant raise along with the assistant head coach title going into that season, and that kept him in town. And I think he dodged a bullet when you look at how Ed Ogeron's tenure at LSU ended and what happened to all of his assistants, right? Uh, He probably would have ended up back on the Saints working for Chris Richard, who probably would have been the defensive coordinator had Ryan left. So, you know, I think when you go back to it, Sean did him a favor by kind of blocking that move, if you will. But when you made that decision to make him and Chris co-defensive coordinators, you kind of sealed the deal that this offseason, he was going to move on if he was offered a primary defensive coordinator role on an offensive head coach's staff, right? We talked about this a few weeks back. Anytime you're a defensive coordinator on a defensive head coach's staff, you're going to be hit in the same way you have an offensive coordinator and an offensive head coach of staff, you're going to be hidden. You're not going to have the options available to you as a Dennis Allen coaching alongside Sean Payton would. Dennis Allen was in position to become a head coach because he was, and I say this a lot, and I really do believe this, when you are in that position, when you have an offensive head coach, the defensive coordinator is effectively the defensive head coach, right? Now, some head coaches kind of, Touch base on both sides of the the, the equation. But at the end of the day, that's your show. You're going to get the criticism when it's bad. You are going to get the praise when it's good. And you are going to put yourself in position to potentially be elevated into being a head coach. And so that's why when you see Ryan Nielsen interviewing with Atlanta under Arthur Smith, an offensive guy, interviewing with the Vikings under Kevin O'Connell, an offensive guy, the writing's on the wall there Because even coming back, even if they offered Ryan Nielsen the full-time off defensive coordinator role, he's not going to be calling the plays. Dennis Allen is not going to cede play calling to Ryan Nielsen, so you are still going to be hidden. So that, even if the Saints had offered, would have been a step up from what he would have been. So you basically guaranteed it. If he was given the defensive coordinator role, I I imagine he would have stayed. I don't know for sure if the Saints could have technically blocked it, because I do think that Becoming a play caller or lead play caller on defense would still be a step up, even if he was the full-time defensive coordinator, but it gets a little murky. There's gray area, but now this is where you stand. Now you have one half of a co-defensive coordinator and you have no defensive line coach if you're the Saints, but before you answer any other questions, you have to figure out whether Chris Richard is your new defensive coordinator. Are you going to elevate him, first of all, which I have to imagine they'd like to, and is he going to stick around is honestly the bigger question. Now, the Dolphins had requested to interview Chris Richard. I don't know if that actually happened. That's the problem is you don't really get reports on when these interviews happen. They have to request it, and then it gets allowed and blah, blah, blah. The Saints couldn't block it, so I have to imagine it did happen, but the Dolphins hired Vic Fangio as their head coach. That was announced this week. So to me, that is... Very good news for the Saints because it would not have shocked me at all if the Saints offer Chris Richard the job as a defense coordinator under Dennis Allen, but he bypassed that to take the Dolphins' defensive coordinator job because, again, Mike McDaniel, offensive head coach, he will be the rock star of that defense. It's not going to happen. And the other team that had requested to interview Richard was the Panthers, who did so shortly after requesting to interview Sean Payton, right? So I kind of think those two things were related. Like if they decided to go the Sean Payton route, Richard might have been that guy, or maybe even Steve Wilkes. If they decided to go the Steve Wilkes route, Richard was on his short list. I can't imagine that there was a connection to Reich at that point because Frank Reich hadn't even been interviewed when that had happened, so they wouldn't have already decided who his defensive coordinator was going to be. So, all that is to say, I don't necessarily think that the Panthers are a guarantee to even offer a job, right? So, like that might even be off the table. But if you're the Saints, you really want to get that figured out now. And the longer you go without, without an announcement, the more you do wonder. In fairness, the Saints don't have to announce anything. Right, like they could have already handled this internally, and they don't have to announce it. It it's, it doesn't necessarily benefit them in any way if you've already gotten a guarantee from Chris and you're just kind of working out the details. So we're kind of in limbo, waiting. But I would wager a pretty significant guess that Chris Richard is going to be the full-time defensive coordinator on Dennis Allen's staff, and then the question becomes: Who is the defensive line coach? Do you elevate someone? Do you move over Michael Hodges, maybe? And do you hire a linebackers coach? Do you elevate one of the defensive assistants? I don't know, but that's going to be the next question that the Saints have to answer one way or another. Now, this is already going to be a frustrating offseason for a lot of fans because they're not moving on from Pete Carmichael, or at least the Saints have decided that they are not going to fire Pete Carmichael. And and the frustrating thing for me, and it's how I described it, when you were an offensive head coach, and you have a defensive coordinator, they are essentially the head coach of the defense. They are the rock star of the defense, if you will. The Saints are in a position where they have a defensive head coach in Dennis Allen, and I don't know what adjective you want to use to describe Pete Carmichael, but rock star is not it. So I still think that as you go through this offseason for the Saints, and I think a big part of it begins this week, You take a long look at Ronald Curry. You take a long look at some of your offensive assistants and you weigh how you can shuffle that staff to invigorate this group in some way. Because the way things went down last year, I just don't see how you can run that back and be confident. At the end of the day, though, the offense is going to go wherever the next quarterback takes it. And right now, you don't know who that is. So we're going to get into a lot more of that in the next segment as we talk about at least one target That makes a lot of sense to me if you are scouting this week at the Senior Bowl. Now, obviously, the elephant in the room of all this, do you end up with a first-round pick this year or maybe another high second? I think those options are very much still on the table. The Cardinals have slow-played their head coach interview process very effectively. They made sure to hire their GM first, and I think they made a conscious effort to prioritize getting their new GM settled in That's Monty Austin for, and by doing that, they made sure that they're basically alone in this process. They're still scheduling interviews. The Cardinals, I believe, have scheduled four interviews since they interviewed Sean Payton. I think the Giants offensive coordinator, Mike Kafka, is the most recent. So There's obviously still a lot of balls in the air in that regard. Now, the Broncos who kind of seemed like they were zeroing in on maybe D'Amico Ryans, maybe Dan Quinn. Both of those guys are off the table. Sean Payton kind of weighed in on some kind of sketchy reporting on that there might be a power struggle within the Broncos organization. Sean said that wasn't the case. He said the interview went really well. He would say that regardless because, of course, she would. Like, even if the reporting was true, he would still refute it. So you do have to wonder, and I think that, it's not unreasonable to to believe that Sean's desire to have a lot of control in the player scouting, in the roster construction, in the draft, is going to be a stumbling block in some of these head coaching interviews. There's no question that it's a lot to ask of a GM to hand over the keys to a lot of these processes. Now, the Saints were more than willing to do it. Mickey Loomis was more than willing to do it. Not every GM would be like that and so that's where the question is but the Broncos in my opinion and the I believe it'll be the 28th overall pick are very much on the table the 49ers lost so their pick is now slotted and so you kind of have an idea and I think now you'll start to see there was kind of an interesting subplot And one of the reasons the Bronco search has taken this long, it was reported that they were taking another run at Jim Harbaugh, who had already turned them down. He turned them down again. (laughs) So it doesn't sound like that's going to happen. And so now you're kind of going back around. Now you're kind of circling the wagons again. And does Sean Payton kind of make a resurgence in this process? It's interesting the Cardinals you know it sounds like that interview went well I did see a lot of people saying well he was at the facility all day maybe that's a sign that things are going really well and then he came out and he got in the team president's car and so let me let me just say that that means nothing so NFL head coach interviews go forever it is the process you don't fly somebody in and give them an hour interview and say I'll see ya." No, it's a it's a marathon process. I think when Eric Biemy interviewed with the Saints before last season, it was reported that it was like an 8-hour interview. Like that's what they are. So, all that means that it that he was at the Cardinals facility all day. All that means is that the Cardinals are giving him a real interview. Right? If he was in there for an hour and then he left, then he would be like, "Okay, they're just giving him a, you know, a nominal interview. This is for PR purposes. This isn't real." But It does seem like they are interviewing him for real. And the whole getting into the team president's car thing. Okay, so you have Sean Payton fly in for an interview. Are you expecting him to get an Uber from his hotel to the facility? No, the guy probably went and picked him up. And then the interview's over. He's bringing him back to his hotel. So I think we don't need to lean in that much. But I do think that Sean is a very serious candidate for these positions. And if you're the Saints, this is kind of the last gasp here either he lands in one of these two jobs or maybe something crazy happens and Mike McCarthy ends up getting fired, whatever, you know, maybe when Washington gets sold, they move on from around Rivera and they bring him in. I don't know. Either way, those are long shots. These are the two best options available. And Sean did say on Sunday in analyst mode that he expects to know more and he expects more information to be out there by next week. And it would make sense for that to be the case because that is kind of the open week between the nfc championship afc championship and super bowl it's when a lot of stuff gets done and so i think the saints will know at some point this week now they're going to be at the senior bowl they're scouting players either way and so it does kind of throw a wrench into things and we're going to get into more of that in the second segment as i kind of go through the three main targets that i'm looking at in terms of scouting this week again this is inside black and gold i'm jeff noack flying solo today make sure to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already and stick around